0: Limerick Today Now on 461995. Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly, this was the minister responding to a request by the INMO for ministerial intervention at University Hospital Limerick.
1: There's been a review. And what well, what the review said was what it has said and, and, and what I would agree with right across the healthcare system, which is we need more nurses. We need more consultants. We need more beds. We need more diagnostics. We need more home care. A lot of that was put in place last winter. And and in spite of COVID, which should have made the trolley crisis much, much worse. We didn't have a trolley crisis uh, last year, including in Limerick.
0: Well, Mary Fogarty of the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation is with us this morning. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Julian. Well, you heard Minister Stephen Donnelly there. He was in Limerick at the time. He was talking to Live 95's own Maxine Bramley. What did you make of his response to that call for ministerial intervention?
1: Well uh, we were a little bit surprised by the Minister advising that um, there had already been a review. We're not aware of that review. Um, There have been different uh, reviews taken place by the Department of Health. We aren't privy to those. We don't have a copy of those. But what we're seeking from the Minister is a clinical review of the hospital. It's not a review of management or the management uh, of the site. It is a review of the clinical processes at the hospital because Whilst we all know we need more nurses, more beds, more diagnostics, University Hospital Limerick has received an excess of 100 additional acute beds in the last 12 months uh, 97 in acute single room occupancy um, rooms on site of the hospital, and six additional high dependency beds, which are high level uh, care beds. And yet we see today, this morning, for example, 55 patients on trolleys in the middle of the summer when we have had uh, all elective activity at the hospital cancelled since last Wednesday. So clearly to our members, they're saying very clearly to us and other people at the hospital advising that there is an internal matter in terms of patient flow and and how patient flow is managed and clinical flow at the hospital. And that does need to be reviewed.
0: Yes, he says there was no trolley crisis um, in the winter due to these additional beds. Would you agree with that?
1: The beds weren't open in the winter. The beds didn't come on stream on fully until uh, January of this year. They opened incrementally from November. Two thirds
0: were open before Christmas, though, weren't
1: they? No, sixty I beds had no, no, no. Well, there were ninety-seven beds in total available to open, and they fully opened the ninety-seven beds in the first week in January. All but of the beds. Some of
0: them open. opened last November, didn't they?
1: Some of the they opened incrementally from last November. Twenty opened in November, twenty in December, and twenty in January. That's of the sixty-bed block, and then two other sections of um, infrastructure had already opened by that time. Um, the problem back back at that time of the year, Julian, there wasn't any surgery or everything was cancelled at the hospital. But now that we see normal activity coming back, the hospital is under pressure. We know that the attendances are high. That, that's happening right across the country in all of the emergency departments. We know frail elderly have put off coming into hospital, but they are coming in sicker and requiring more uh, intense care and, and, and longer time spans in hospital. But the difficulty for our members and for other staff working in the University Hospital Limerick is that it's in a constant state of overcrowding. Even now, this this morning, as I speak to you, as I said, the, the all-elective activity, all outpatients, has been cancelled since last Wednesday and there are still 55 patients on trolleys at the hospital.
0: Those 90 extra beds, or sorry, is it 60 extra, um, were in the extra, the unit that we were waiting on for so long. And 90 in total, is that correct?
1: Yeah, there was, there was a 60-bed block, Yeah, there was a 24-bed block and there were a 14 bed block as well, all built and completed in and around the same time. The 24 bed block opened initially, then the 14 beds, yeah. and then the, incrementally the 60-bed block but they, opened. But have they made any impact? No, absolutely no impact. Um, the emer- Back in June of this year um, in the emergency department, there were 68 patients on trolleys in the emergency department. And um, As I speak today, it's been 55. Um, very high numbers for this time of year. We know COVID isn't a major issue at the hospital at all. Um, There are very, very few cases there presently. So that's not impacting on the uh, capacity of beds to utilise for admitting patients. Um, We have written to the hospital on a number of occasions looking for a meeting with the CEO. To date, we haven't been able to secure that meeting with her. We have meetings scheduled with other managers at the hospital. But this is a really urgent and serious issue and uh, we're in the middle of the summer. We're very fearful, our members are very fearful of what this winter is going to be like in Limerick because they will not be able to sustain the, the, the level of pressure that's been there. Um, it's impossible to keep nursing staff, to retain them in the hospital. There is ongoing recruitment. Um, positions are being filled. There's a high level of nurses coming in from overseas. But the pressure on staff right throughout the hospital is very, very high. And it, it, it is telling a toll on people's mental and physical well-being.
0: Have you had any direct response from the Minister in relation to your call for that intervention? As of
1: yet, as of yet, Julian, we haven't had a direct response. We've only heard his response when he was in Limerick last week. We are awaiting his direct response to us, but we have, um, as you know, formally written to him on the situation in Limerick.
0: It doesn't sound to me like he has any plans to, to intervene. You know, his response was very much there. Oh, there's been a review already. We know what's needed, but uh, we put some of that in place and it had an impact.
1: Well, it hasn't had an impact um, and we, we, we know that. We know by the, by the figures, by the volume of patients that are waiting on beds there uh, daily. Um, we believe that it's going to deteriorate as we move into the winter when we might have bad weather, when people slip and there are fractures high level of demand for beds, high level of demand for theatres, and um, it, it cannot continue as it is. It, it's going to have to change. I know the 97 beds are hopefully going to come on stream at some point into the future. But, what's, but the, what's the point of putting
0: extra beds in if, if the extra beds we've already put in have made no difference?
1: Well, that's exactly the point we're making, that, that initially we were told um, by management and by, by, by ministers that the extra beds were going to be the, the solution in Limerick. We have the 100 extra beds. It's made no difference whatsoever to the uh, high trolley figures and to the, to the services in Limerick and the acute hospital. The other
0: thing we sometimes hear in relation to the overcrowding problem uh, at UHL is that while, yes, there are problems at the hospital, there are further problems within the community. And if there were places that some of these people who are uh, holding up beds in the hospital could go in the community, we'd be in a better position. How big an issue do you think that is?
1: It's not a major issue in the Midwest. Um, there have at times been high numbers of people awaiting movement out to rehabilitative care. Uh, St. Joseph's Newcastle West has expanded their rehabilitation unit out there, and um, there may be difficulties in some areas in terms of St. Joseph's, and then it's because of nursing deficits, um, and that that impacts then on ability of the service to keep all of those beds open. Um, but um, it's not a major issue in the Midwest, um, the number of patients seeking to um, move out to other services. Uh, what is a problem in the Midwest is the flow of patients uh, in acute care services, and that is really a very difficult situation. Patients, we understand, are being admitted to the hospital for a diagnostic test. And we have seen in, recent week, in the recent week the Irish Association of Emergency Medicine Consultants called for rapid access. Diagnostics, And that would certainly be a very welcome development in Limerick, that any patient who presents to the ED, instead of being admitted to the hospital for a test, can have that test scheduled in within the coming week um, as an outpatient. So that would certainly take significant pressure off the hospital. And we do hear from our members that there are patients in beds waiting diagnostics who could have those diagnostics done as an outpatient. And there are the types of measures that we're talking about that need to be addressed in Limerick.
0: You say morale is very low among staff at University Hospital Limerick. Um, What about the situation of people? Are there many staff out sick as well?
1: Um, The situation of the hospital in terms of of nursing staffing is that it is extremely difficult to retain staff in the hospital and there are significant deficits in the emergency department. They've lost a high volume of highly skilled expert ED nurses who've gone elsewhere because of the pressure. Um, There aren't high volumes of nurses that are sick. There are um, nurses and other healthcare workers who are vulnerable healthcare workers who are out of the workplace due to COVID and that is having an impact on putting some pressure on the hospital. And then we also have the um, HSE uh, prohibition, for the want of a better word, of replacing people on maternity leave. So if you're a female workforce and you have people on maternity leave, they are not being replaced.
0: Ah, here. Really? So so if you have a few um, out of maternity leave, everybody else just has to
1: carry that extra burden? Yes, that is the HSE uh, position that they don't provide um, funding for um, replacement of maternity leaves at the present time. And that's been a problem for a number of years now. Out of curiosity,
0: Mary, uh, you say highly skilled long-term workers have moved on from the ED at UHL. Where in general are they going?
1: Um, well, they will look around. I mean, if, if, if the workplace is, is is difficult and they're, they're um, under a lot of stress, they will start to look around. So they go for promotion. Um, some go out to work in community services. They go into public health nursing. And um, they move on into other spheres of nursing um, because it is a high-intensity environment. It's um, busy 24-7. And then you have the... the, the phenomenon now in Limerick of, of endemic overcrowding in the department and there are 32 patients and trolleys in that department today. It's not built for that, it's a modern department, impossible to work in it, impossible when there's an emergency to, to move patients around and so it, it's 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 a difficult place to work so people look, look elsewhere and move on.
0: Okay well if the Minister does get back to you directly and uh, says he will intervene or if he gives reasons why he won't. Do let us know, Mary, but for today, thanks for joining us on Limerick Today. Thank you. Call Limerick Today now on 46